check, check, white check. Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Pro Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. August 31st. The last day of August, September, is here. Thanks for listening, everybody. Appreciate it. 12 noon Pacific. Thanks for listening. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show presented by Pro Taper, Get and the folks at Truck Hero. Last one of the year, everybody. Last week, we were undecided. But we love you people, and this is what we do for you people. We crank out shows. This is the last Fly Racing Moto 60 show of the year. Thanks to all of you for making it uh, very successful this year. Listenership is up. Downloads are up. Phone calls are plenty. And uh, we love it, man. We appreciate it. We'll be back next year, we think, we hope. Uh, 702-586-7857. Give us a call. Talk about the USGP coming up this weekend at WW Ranch outside of Jacksonville, Florida. Talk about Crawfordsville. You can talk about Jeffrey Hurling shitting all over American Motocross if you want. Uh, go ahead and do that. Or Zach Osborne uh, with the title, Pressure Relieved. He goes 1-1 uh, one, one on the day at Indiana. Absolutely uh, kicks ass. And uh, what, what a ride for him. What a ride from Jeffrey Hurlings. And I'm excited to see what happens this weekend at the WW Ranch. Uh, USGP. Do we like USGPs? How do we feel about USGPs? You guys excited? Do you care? Is this the best race of the year? Is this the worst race of the year? I'm on the fence. I like a USGP. They've been here forever. Going back to the 70s. When we didn't have one, though, I didn't miss it. You know? And am I too jaded because I'm in the game for a long time now and it's one more long-ass plane trip for me this weekend? Am I, am I jaded and I'm just like, that, that's all I'm thinking about? I'm not thinking about the beauty of Hurlings and Tomac and Webb and Geyser and all going at it and Caroli? You know what I mean? I don't know. Let me know. Fly Racing, uh, each year they develop, they test, they improve their products, the never-ending pursuit of the perfect race where... The first to integrate the BOA system, they offer it on two lines now, and they offer unmatched comfort, performance, and durability that make it an industry leader in technical racewear. For 2018, they've created their lightest, most comfortable, and most durable gear yet. Prepare, perform, and progress with Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Thanks for uh, those guys as well. Get the little orange box on the, black, on the front fender of Cooper Webb and Justin Barsha's bike this weekend, as, long as, as well as a ton of MXGP guys. It's that Get that's right. The technology that made Get Riders World Champions is finally available on the market. The LCGPA is a new launch control system developed by Get Engineers. Together with top teams around the world, and they're not kidding, folks, uh, they can make your 250F, your 450 uh, next world uh, really easy to do with the ignitions and the ECUs that these things always have nowadays. And Truck Hero, truck-hero.com. Proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR guys and a proud parent company of the folks at NFAB. Bedrock, Husky Liners, Undercover, Back Industries, truck-hero.com. We thank those folks. And Pro Taper. I don't have to tell you about Pro Taper, do I? Bars, sprockets, uh, they have 7 eighths bar, they have the oversized bar, they have the oversized bar with a crossbar, they have the oversized bar without a crossbar, they have sprockets, they have uh, foot pegs, uh, Barsha, Anderson, just some of the guys that use it, Geico Honda, the Rockstar Husky team, JGR Suzuki, big weekend for Pro Taper as well, uh, their parent company is Answer, and uh, Caroli looks well on his way to uh, getting a world title in, in that gear, so pump for those guys, I mean, hey, yeah, fly racing show, but uh, still pump for those guys uh, invested in the Caroli and uh, they're going to get it, uh, looks like, anyway. So thanks to Pro Taper and Truck Hero and Get and Fly Racing and you guys for listening. 702-586-7857. We have EnduroCross tickets. That's right. That's right. Uh, th- uh, two pairs, uh, two tickets to Reno on the 23rd of September, Denver on the 30th of, uh, of September, and October 14th. Uh, two tickets to Everett EnduroCross. Please, EnduroCross.com. It's a fantastic race. Great guys. And... Um, 
you can get them. Uh, just by calling on 702-586-7857. If you want a pair of tickets to one of these rounds of Enduro Cross, brought to you by the folks at Pro Taper, uh, thank you for uh, those guys doing it as well. It's, uh, it's great to have them on board. Enduro Cross is a cool race, so please check it out. And uh, I'm Steve Mathis. With me, uh, manning the calls, working the phones in his last race, last show of the year, the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? Hi, Steve. What's up? Oh, just uh, hanging out. USGP this weekend. Yes. Um, how do you feel? You're an average moto fan. You don't watch every single race. You watch most of them. I watch every AMA race. Okay. All the supercrosses, all the motocrosses. You watch all of them. I do watch okay. all of them, yes. Uh, I feel like your passion level, uh, being you, Tits Legendary, is pretty medium these days with no uh, Ryan Dungey. Average at best. Yes, exactly. Uh, yes, I agree. Uh, but you do follow the sport, and you're into it. Where do you stand on these USGPs? How do you feel about them? So. Do you care? I do care, surprisingly, for two reasons. Okay. One, because of the smackdown that Hurlings laid on the field uh, last week, I would very much like some redemption from oh, the USA oh, writers. This is, okay, so this is uh, personal so, for you. So, so yes. Um, this time it's personal. I'm not uh, as enthusiastic about it as JT is as far as, you know, he was getting upset that yeah. Hurlings was beating him down, but I was... Uh, you know, not yeah. super thrilled about it. It's but, never fun coming having somebody come over here and just whip them up. But in general, what if Hermes doesn't win? How do you feel about USGPs? You know? Do you <sighs> modest interest at best? How much I mean, do you follow the GPs, period? I will occasionally watch those wrap up videos, you know, like the uh -huh. the, the highlight things. Yep. Um occasionally. <laughs> so <laughs> not not that so, often. So so you're not a huge MXGP guy. But you are, uh, but you do follow it a little bit here that and there. That is correct. I mean, I, and, I know that Hurlings is leading the points, or not Hurlings, uh, K. Rowley yeah. is winning the leading the points for the first time in a few years. Yep. I know he didn't win it the last couple of years, mm -hmm. but other than that, not very much. And if Hurlings hadn't kicked American ass in in, the, in Ironman, your level would not be as high. It would be lower. Yep. But it's yep. still, I was interested in the ones from last year when Tomac raced in them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tomac and then uh, Webb. Okay. Um, so, I mean, really, when the Americans get involved is when I okay. get a little more interested. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. Will I actually? Wait, I, mean, I don't know. If, if I have to pay to watch it this weekend, I probably won't. Okay. All right. So Fair enough. put that. Uh, uh, Paul Parabinos and uh, Jason Thomas and Jason Wygant all coming on the show. Let's get to some phone calls, and we'll get our, we'll get our first guest uh, going. David, what's up, man? How are you? All right. Hi, David. Oh, Okay. Um, are you doing a show Monday? Yes, I, yes, we are. Yes. Okay. I got a little thing to do, a little snooping. Okay. Now that um, 450 rides are getting a little scarce here in the U.S., mm -hmm. okay, and, you know, the GP people are looking for more American eyes, can we see somebody like, oh, I'm not going to say first, uh, get American riders? Now, you know, I don't know if you know, Barbershop is not – Going back to HRC Honda. Yes. Okay. Could we see somebody like Barsha? Maybe uh, Stu? No, they already hired a guy. They got Brian Bogers, or Boogers, however you say Oh, it. I didn't um, hear that one. Yes. Okay. Uh, he's uh, taking that spot. I understand he's bringing a bit of sponsorship with him into that spot, and uh, I was surprised to see uh, Russian Bobby let go. So yeah. um, there's not a lot of rides over there. There's not a lot of teams looking for guys. There just isn't. Uh, it's yeah. tight on both sides of the pond. But absolutely, I mean, I think uh, a guy like Barsha, you know, I think these guys should look over there a little bit and see what's see what's up. But man, there's just not a lot of spots, so I don't know what. Yeah, they're, I was just I saying, you know, do. that both you know the American and the GP they're trying to work together and maybe to get more eyes to get some more American racers over there, you know, that kind of bit. So mm -hmm. that's all anywhere. Yeah, I'm no, uh, I think that they'd be interested, you know, if everything worked out. But yeah. there's just not a ton of rides. So yeah. uh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Okay, man. Thank thanks. You. Bye -bye. Uh, Zach, what's going on, man? Uh, hey guys, I'll make this quick. I just had two two separate questions. The first one being, especially with the rumors that Buds is going to be gone now, um, whether or not that's true or not, I don't know. But with the amount of MX tracks in the United States, do you think that there's tracks out there that would put bids in or ho however that works so that they could be on the national circuit or how, how exactly does that work? I don't really know for sure. I think, you know, the number one thing is, is have the facility, have all the, everything you need, which is not easy to do. Number two, hold some regionals, Loretta Lynn's regionals, hold some Loretta Lynn qualifiers. So you get on MX sports's map. Uh, and from there, uh, beg and plead and try to get in, 
You know, um, I don't know the exact process, but that's what I, I think would be one way to do it, one way to go about it. Okay, you, you, so basically what you're saying is you'd have to already be a pretty mainstream facility to even get recognized for that? I think so. I think they want to see who's running it, who's doing it, how the track is, how it works. Is, are there is a spectator base to go? Um, you know, Muddy Creek was kind of selected because of the area of the country that they wanted to hit. You know, so there, there's a ton of things that go into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would think that they would want a race that um, uh, would have already been on their radar. Okay. Yeah, and the last thing I wanted to touch on was that uh, it seems like uh, Caroli's been at this, you know, his career for a quite a large amount of time. Yeah. Is there something about the schedule in Europe, um, whether it's just the fact that they only have motocross or because he's had a, a lot of success, much like a Carmichael or a Villa Poto that, mm-hmm. you know, over here, is there something that keeps him from experiencing the same burnout and quitting earlier than the guys have over here? Well, yeah, I definitely. I think it's 100% the schedule. You know, there's 52 weeks in a year. Uh, I don't see a – some riders used to back in the day. I don't think they do it as much because I think the money is better. But some uh, GP riders back in the day used to run national championships in specific countries, and some still do here and there. But uh, I don't think Caroli does them. I never see anything about him showing up at a race outside of the MXGP series. I mean, there's a warm-up race at the beginning of the year that he does once or twice um, before the season starts. But as far as the national series, I don't think he really does them. And therefore, uh, when you look at it, he does 18 races in 52 weeks, right? Um, so right. Uh, 17 or 18, however many USGPs there are now, or yes, MXGPs there are, they do have some flyaway races and all that. But, yeah, I just think it's a schedule, man. I just think uh, these guys, you know, we have 30 races, 31 races in 52 weeks, and they got 18. Yeah, it's and we have you know we have to split time between Supercross, Motocross, and all the off-season things. But oh yeah, man, it yeah. seems like when when the GP schedule rolls around, he is always fresh, ready to go, yeah. and he's just there every single year. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I just uh, I think that's a big part of it. The, these guys they don't do a ton of the, the racing, you know, um, compared to our guys, and that's just the way it works. And whatever, it's good or bad or whatever. Also, too, he's remained up on top of the race, you know, of the results for so long, and it makes it easier to go, right? Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I really think it's the schedule. All right, man. Thanks, right. For, uh, thanks for having me. No problem. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Uh, 702-586-7857, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Got some Enduro Cross tickets to give away. We also are giving away a Fly Racing F2 helmet with MIPS to a lucky caller. That's right. Uh, just uh, give us a call and uh, see if you ask a good question, and maybe you can win, everybody. Also, two Truck Hero, Get, and the folks at Pro Taper all on board. Uh, let's get right to our first guest. He is from Pro Taper. Uh, he is a Loretta Lynn's champion and a national championship winning mechanic. Paul Parabinos. What's up, Paul? Hey, Steve. What's up? So when we didn't have USGPs for, yeah. I don't know, probably about 10 years, maybe seven years or something, uh, we went a long time without one, uh, 99 Bud's Creek, and then whenever the ones came back to Glen Helen. Did you miss them? Did you want them? Are you like, are you stoked it's back? Uh, how do you feel about USGPs in general? Um, well, I'm, I'm stoked it's back now, but, I mean, uh, when you say did I miss them, I was a different age back then, and I was a different fan back then, I think. But now I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about them, and I think maybe it's because of the current job that I'm in mm-hmm. or – uh, maybe it started when I was a mechanic at Pro Circuit, but I really enjoy the GPs and um, uh, those guys are, guys are gnarly. And I and I really like watching their racing because I think um, I think they're better than our at some things. Um, mm-hmm. I think you can learn a lot from watching them. So um, I'm really excited that we have a, a USGP. None of them have really been that successful in the last uh, how many tries. So I'm yeah. hoping this one is successful, but. Um, regardless, I, uh, if it is or it isn't, as a fan, I, I'm excited right. for the weekend. Like, I haven't been this excited for a race in a while. Wow. Check you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think I, if Hurlings doesn't show up at Indiana, I think the interest level is lower. You know, I think that helped. Helped fans, helped, helped media, helped interest from everybody. Uh, Hurlings going 1-1 one, one sure. last weekend. Yeah. Um, and why do you think they're not successful as far as – uh, spectators and that kind of stuff goes. I mean, Charlotte had about 4,000 people. Not bad. Um, Glen Helen, not so good. Uh, Glen Helen has not been very good over the years. So what is it that makes these uh, not as good? 
That's a tough, tough one to answer. Um, I mean, promoting races, I think, is 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 a very tricky business. That's that's all hinging around time and weather and, and attendance and mm-hmm. participation, I guess. And um, but I think this one has the makings of of being successful. You know, it's on Labor Day weekend. It's the weekend after the Outdoor National, so we're gonna have more riders showing up. Um, it's gonna be at a decent facility. I mean, who who wants to go to Glen Helen late late in the summer? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't. The place is just miserable to be at um so and I, I think a lot of the southern california fans are in tune with what's going on maybe overseas i'm not saying the people in in the southeast are but i don't know um yeah. i think uh the socal I, got i think the socal people have a little bit of a burnout too anaheim's Glen helen national everybody else you know um yeah oversaturation yeah and the knowledge of the mxgp racers is shockingly low with a lot of people not you and I, it but, is. you know, but not, but some fans, I'm just like, wow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know the reason for that as of late. Um, but, uh, but I think this is going to be, this is going to be an exciting one. There's a lot of different storylines that are going mm-hmm. on, um, in both classes. And, um, I'm, I'm really excited to, to see what happens. We, uh, we have the Denver tickets for Enduro Cross courtesy of Pro Taper are gone, but 23rd. September 23rd in Reno and October 14th in Everett. If you want a pair of tickets, courtesy of the folks at Pro Taper, give us a call. 702-586-7857. Thanks for that, uh, Pro Taper, by the way. That's uh, very nice of you gentlemen. Um, okay, yeah, so, sure. so uh, we saw what happened in Indiana, and we've just dissected it and talked about it and analyzed it. But what happens, Paul, this weekend in WW Ranch? Like, what happens? Man, a lot could happen. Um, I, uh, I was I – was, pretty i mean you and i talked early in the week once once we knew hurlings was going i was i was on the hurlings bandwagon from the from the get because i knew what the weather was going to look like mm-hmm. I, I uh all the different kind of um focuses everyone had um i i thought he would go one one and and he did and I, it was looking sketchy obviously in the second moto but he still yeah. was unbelievably good um so but going into this race i'm not nearly as sure um because there's a lot of different things you know caroli is is probably obviously his his priority is to get the title um but i know he won't roll over either um geyser has nothing to lose and he's extremely fast but he can be i think most affected by the weather and the heat hurlings i think really wants to prove and win again and i think he's going to be the fastest and um i think tomac could definitely win as well i think he has a point to prove and i think um you know he really had to check his ego at indiana Mm -hmm. um so he's not going to have to do that here i don't think but um you know to me hurlings and and jeffrey i'm sorry hurlings and tomac starts are the most suspect um and i think uh caroli and geyser will be will start in front of those guys i think their starts are better but i think geyser can melt in the heat and humidity i don't think caroli will but, um, you know, he could win the race if he holds shots and runs away and no mm-hmm. one catches him. But I'm not sure Caroli's willing to to go the pace, the pace is, that's going to be set this week. And I think it's going to be a gnarly, gnarly fast pace that Geyser and, and Hurlings and, and Tomac are going to put down. They're going to be going fast. Yeah, Geyser won the last race, and Fabra finally got a moto win, Roman Fabe. Fabra. So, yep. like, they're kind of, I don't know if they're, they're not peaking, but they're better than they were. They're back from injury, and in Febra's case, he's just riding better, you know? So, um, For sure. that'll be interesting to see. And I really, I mean, because the reason I ask you, Paul, is because we got asked uh, for Racer X online, like, what do we think? I, I don't know. I do not know. I can absolutely see Eli Tomac uh, with the pressure off crushing everybody, as he did last year. Um, I can see Hurlings with that confidence and wanting to show what's up, and it's a little sandier. I could see Hurlings crushing it. I can't see Caroli winning, Paul, just because I think he's got to look at this title, and you know it's just going to be a little bit gnarlier of a pace, as you spoke about. And he's got incredible fitness, though. But I can't see Caroli winning. But I, he'd, he'd be very yeah. good. But I, I just so I like Geyser or Hurlings or Tomac. I really do. Yeah, and I and, and you're correct, and but yeah, you know, and this is a this is gonna this is a harder one to call. You know, I I I would have made bets about hurlings at Indiana, and I did make some bets. Um, yeah. But uh, this one's much harder because I don't know what's gonna go on with the weather. Uh, it could rain. It, Jacksonville, and I was born and raised there. It gets hot mm-hmm. and it's humid. In fact, a lot of these guys. Um, and there's also the storyline of what's going on with Paulin and DeSalle. I mean, these yep. guys will make extra money if they finish the, this this season in the top three. And there's Hurlings, Paulin, and DeSalle are all within about. So those guys are 
yep. too. So I I can't tell you how excited I am. I think it's, I, I I don't know what's gonna happen. Your uh, your phone's breaking um, up. Walk out some walk outside oh. or somewhere. But um, oh sorry. Yeah, no worries. Um, okay, so MX two. Uh, Jonas has a nice lead on Sewer, but they've been the class of that field. Covington could go 1-1, or Covington could go 12-12. You never really know. But I do like uh, Savachi said he's in uh, now, and AC is in. We know that. Uh, and RJ Hampshire has ridden the place before. So I like I like the win to come from the Americans, I think, in MX2. Yeah, I'm definitely there with you on um, – uh, can you hear me okay? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely there with you in MX2. Um, there is a title fight going on there, you know, between Jonas and Sewer. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I just think uh, my gut is telling me that Cincerillo is just going to get whole shots and go 1-1. Mm-hmm. I, I think um, he's uh, he's really kind of – I don't think the kid's had much confidence, Obviously, honestly, in the last three years. I could see see it in just how he posts on social media. He, he's not the same person he was on a mini bike, and, and I think he's getting back to that person now. I think he's more comfortable in his skin. He's paid his dues, and now he he knows and feels and believes that he's it's time to start winning and winning championships. So I, I kind of think he – he just dominates everybody. Maybe dominates a bad word, but mm-hmm. I, I would pick him to go 1-1. Um, yeah. Savachi and Hampshire will be right in the mix, probably on the podium, and then Seward uh, and Jonas probably somewhere around there too. But uh, that could be a good race too. So, um, yeah, it's going to be cool. Uh, absolutely. I think it's going to be good. I do like Adam for the win also. Let's get some phone calls here. First up is uh, 203. What's up, 203? How are you? Hey, boys. Good afternoon. How you doing? Good. What's happening? I watched the race just like uh, Indiana. Yep. And uh, the first moto, we saw Eli Tomac duff it, maybe riding a bit over his head. Um, but the second moto, am I the only person that saw an Eli Tomac with a bike that looked like complete shit? I mean, is it just me, or did anybody else pick up on the fact that the bike didn't look like it was behaving in rods and turns? I didn't really notice it, to be honest. I, 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 I watched the races, but I, I kind of didn't watch them like in, that intently. I was writing my column and looking up and, and watching him. So I didn't notice that. Paul, what about you? Um, my thoughts on that would be that it was just him not riding it, how he usually rides that bike. Eli's a very aggressive rider, and, and his setup, I would imagine, is quite stiff. But when you're worrying about a title and, and the way he rode the way he did, I would imagine that, that contributed to some of what you were seeing, and, and I didn't see what you saw, but then again, I wasn't really watching him. Um, but uh, if if you saw what you saw, then that would be my guess. Is just that his, you know, he yeah, wasn't riding right. like nearly as hard as he usually. It just looked it looked a little out of sync. You know, he wasn't running his pace. Maybe that was it. You know, the bike wasn't yeah. settling. Well, you know, he's not riding his normal pace, so it's set up for his normal, you know, speed, and then it's not, and then, you know, so. Right. Okay. I'm looking for him to sweep this weekend. So you think he's going to sweep? Goes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I would like to see it. Yeah. I'm um, an American guy. Right. Yeah. No. All right, man. Yeah. Anything else? Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Fly race and Moto 60 show. Uh, oh, man. Uh, yeah. It's going to be interesting. I honestly don't know what's going to happen. I could see Eli Tomac sweeping. Yeah. I could see Hurling sweeping. I could see Geyser winning. I could see Caroli winning a moto. You know. I don't. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that. I, I, I think I don't know that we'll get a sweep because I think these guys are all going to be quite close. And, and again, I really like the storyline of, I think the guys that are faster, which I think is Tomac and, and Hurlings, I don't think they're going to start in the front. So that's super exciting. I think yeah. that we're going to, we're going to get a good show. All right, Andy, what's going on? Thanks for calling the fly race and moto 60 show. What's up? Hello. Am I on? Yeah, you're on Andy. What's up? Oh, okay. Um, here's my thoughts on the USGP. Now, like, um, if it's like Glenn Helen, I don't care. Only because I think the U.S. has a huge advantage there. Okay. Where, like, this place they're going to, no one really rides there that much. So I think it's yeah. more even playing field. Yeah. Um, even even the nations, like you watch the nations, like, oh, the, Euro, the Euros win there the past couple of years. But they race that track every year where the Americans race it once, you know, however many times they go there. So I think uh, if they're going to do USGPs, I think, you know, if you do it at a track kind of like this, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of interesting. Because, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. You're right. Glenn Helen is a, is a unique animal, and we've seen American guys just absolutely whoop up there, you know. So, uh, yeah, right. you're, you're, you're right. right. So, so that, that's that. Like I said, that's my thought on it. Okay. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for taking right. my call. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. I do like that too, Paul. Unique track, WW Ranch. Have you ever been there? I know you're not in Florida forever, uh, but n- – n- 
Yeah, no, that track is, is somewhat new to Florida, and it wasn't even there when I lived in Florida. So um, I believe it's close to this track uh, in uh, northern Florida called Waldo, which I've been at many times before. Yep. So I, I have a guess as what the dirt would be. But I really I liked his point. You know, no one, none of the people that are going to be winning this race this weekend have, have ever been there. So that's that's cool. So it's, do, um, do you it's think kinda... it's do you think it's sandy er or is it more like uh like um Pax track black dirt? Or do you know No, it's not it's not gonna be like Pax track. Pax track is like really, really sandy. Um okay. this'll this'll have some um sandy sections, but it's not gonna be a bottomless sand. It also has some clay and I believe that white dirt, um I believe the name for it is moral. Um so it has some of that stuff and I think it'll be a, a nice mix and um I, th- I think everyone's going to really like the event. I think it'll be cool. Wincurn is a good promoter, and I think mm-hmm. it's going to be a cool event. Uh, also, too, another thing, talking about it, Cincerillo, exactly what he grew up on, that side of the Florida coast and everything, you know? Um, for so sure. I wonder yeah, how much sure. you know he's got there going on. Uh, let's go to Kyle. Kyle, what's up, man? How are you? Oh, pretty good. Hey, I had a question about the uh, press conference. Jeffrey Hurling said that he – I watched a lot of interviews, and he kept commenting on how good Indiana was, the track and everything. I didn't know if uh, any of the other writers had anything bad to say about it. They they kind of didn't like it when he spoke up about that. I didn't notice. Like. I didn't notice that, Paul. Did you? I, I didn't. I, and before I ask for, before you answer, Paul, uh, Kyle, I everybody I spoke to liked the track. Nobody afterwards or before or anything else uh, had anything really bad to say about the Indiana track. Everybody seemed to like it. So, Paul, what about you? Did you? Okay. Did you notice anything? I no. I I, I didn't watch the press conference that he's that he's mentioning. Yep. So. Um, I, I don't know, but obviously Harleen's is going to be happy about it. He just went 1-1. One, one, so. Yeah. Uh, when, I, right. I know he said there was tons of places to pass, but he was going two seconds a lap faster. So, um, you know, you can <laughs> yeah. just go around the outside of these dudes like there's no, like they're like they're nothing, not even there, you know? All uh, right. So yep. th- thanks, Kyle. Appreciate it. Yep. Thank uh, you. Uh, we have given away the Everett round of uh, EnduroCross tickets too also. So all we have left is Reno. Is there any Reno people in the yeah. house? Oh, I've never been to Reno, Paul. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I actually have. I've visited dealers there before. Oh, wow. Biggest little city in the world, right? I don't know. Uh, yeah, they, they do, <laughs> that's what they say, right? Uh, Shaq, I what's up? How are you, man? Hey, what's up? Um, well, before I get to my question, um, I've been to WW. I don't really think it's Sandy at all. And no? Okay. Waldo's a lot softer than WW. Okay. All right. Yeah. But, um, my question is, Zacho, since he's over 24 would he have to race 450 if he was going to race the yes gp yes uh, yeah. the age limit for the gp is there but age limit is not in effect in uh, motocross the nations so right. um, and, uh is that why he's not doing it um, i think it's more like have well actually coop raced charlotte and went to des nations one year didn't he or no we didn't have charlotte so coop wasn't on the was yeah coop was on the team last year no coop, so coop, coop raced Charlotte, yeah, think. so generally speaking, the the you, the MXDN guys aren't going to ride this thing just because they don't want to. They want to, you know, get another weekend off. But I think Coop, because it was in Charlotte, he really raced it. But I'm not surprised, uh, Paul, that none of the uh, well outside of Covington who races this series, I'm not surprised Osborne and Sealy are not lining up. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I I think those guys need a little break, you know, because the race is five weeks away or whatever it is, I don't know, but um, so they need a break. There's no no really reason or incentive for them to go to that race. They've mm-hmm. been doing their testing with their new fuel and all that stuff, so they're figuring that out, but yeah, I would, I don't, you know, obviously the age limit, he can't race there, but I don't think he had any intention of going regardless. Yeah, I don't think so. Anything else, Shaq? I, uh, how do you guys think Coop's going to do on the 18 this week? You know, we didn't talk about Coop at all right there, Paul. The whole thing we talked about, yeah. we did not mention Cooper Webb. And so, and I think, I, I don't know, honestly, Shaq, my opinion is just, eh, he'll be good. He'll be top five, you know, but I don't think he's going to turn uh, around. I don't, I, I don't think he'll be top five. Okay. You think we're seeing a better year out of him next year? I, I don't see how this bike, I, I know people, Chris Kiefer's ridden it, some frame changes and stuff, but I mean, I don't, I don't see how this thing's going to just light the world on fire, but... These guys are fragile little flowers, so maybe, but I don't, I don't see it, Shaq. I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think he'll do okay. Yeah, no, but, I hear you. So I hear you. Um, thanks, man. No problem, man. Have a good day. Thank you. And uh, Paul, uh, we were talking about Justin Barsha. He's racing this race for the JGR Suzuki guys. Probably his yep. last race for those guys. And I mean, he didn't have a great Indiana. He's coming back off injury. It's hard to see him in the mix with 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 you know top five and six guys. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to be tough, man. Um, I don't 
I mean, I definitely don't un- underestimate the talent of these guys, and and, no. and I think Hurling showed you showed, showed a lot of people that were doubting how good they are. But um, I think people are going to see and realize that Desal and Paulin and Nagel and Anstey and Febra and Borbashev, those guys are all really good. Like, easy, I think, easy um, on the Anstey stuff. Easy on the Anstey <laughs> stuff. Okay, Anstey's good in the heat, so he could be decent. I'll give you everybody else but Anstey for sure. Um, okay. Um, and and Van Horbeek, Van Horbeek is just solid. Like he's just he can yeah. do thirty plus two. He's just he's always a solid racer all the time. So, um, all right, Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show presented by Pro Taper and Get and Truck Hero. Uh, we got a few more calls. Paul Parabinos from Pro Taper is on the line. We're still looking to give away the Reno um, EnduroCross tickets. Everybody EnduroCross.com for that. Uh, let's get to Andy. Andy, what's going on, man? How are you? To me, Andy. Yeah, what's up, Andy? Hey, um, Steve. I go, um, my home uh, track is Bud's Creek, and I talked to Beasley last Sunday. I was down there and asked him about next year national, and he said it's it's a go because the turnout was really good this year. So it's a go. Uh, I would not take I would not take Beasley's word on that. Maybe it is. I'm not saying it isn't, but I don't think Beasley is the guy who decides that kind of stuff for that race. Okay. Well, I asked him because mm-hmm. I heard a caller earlier, and that's what he told me anyway. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. No, maybe it will. I'm not saying it won't, but I don't. He is not the guy that to, to say it is or not. Right. You know what I mean? So. Well, I hope it is because that's my home track, and I love going. Yeah. So. No, I don't mind it either. Got a nice track to watch from. You know, it's got a lot of history yep. too. So, uh, I agree, man. Yeah, Thanks, Andy. All right. Thank you. See. You. Uh, Dark side. What's up, man? How are you? What's up, Mathis? Hey, uh, my question is, hearing you discuss the differences in frames and pegs and all that stuff that the GP guys use, if those things are so much better, why do the OEMs not make the bike that way to begin with? What do they do different that the OEMs can't do? Well, they're made specifically for riders of incredible skill and speed and as well as certain tracks. You know what I mean? I mean, okay. you wouldn't want to make a frame that turns real quickly for Supercross and then sell it to the public. They'd weed up when they when they went out to, to a national track, you know. Um, yeah. So they can change frames for different types of tracks. Oh, okay. Yep. Right. That answers my question. That's it, man. Thank you. Um, yeah, it is. It is interesting, uh, Paul, that uh, these guys. Uh, no production rule in Europe. Production rule over here. And look, I'm not going to throw that out there as an excuse because USA won the damn MXDN 14 years in a row with, with their bikes, you know, against all these works bikes. But that's a little bit of, a, of an advantage for those guys over there. I mean, just because of the, the bikes that, you know, are, are able to be changed quite a bit differently than the U.S. guys um, for different tracks, as well as we, uh, USA guys got to meet the sound and the fuel requirements. So, look, I'm, it's not an excuse. It's nothing. I'm just saying it. Just people need to realize that. Yeah, I mean, it's just three more items that those teams over there can mess with. Like we can't we can't mess with frame swing arm and cases over here and they can. Yeah. So a lot can be accomplished by messing with that stuff. So and what what Dark Side was saying, you know, it's you know, the goal over there is to make a bike for like you said an incredible talent to win on and the product, goal of a production bike is to make a bike that everybody will like whether it be a heavier rider or skinny guy, you yeah. know, great rider, bad rider, all that stuff. So yeah, I'd like to see exactly what they're doing for their bikes. You know, they're, I don't have enough uh, connections over there to really dive in and see what they're doing. You know, I imagine they're changing frames here and there, especially KTM, who, you know, can basically halt an assembly line at no problem, no t- any time, and change a frame, you know? Yeah. But uh, I'd be... I've been, I've, go ahead. I've been to Austria and visited um, KTM's, like, they were just actually finishing their brand new race shop when I was there, and I've been to the WP facility, and mm-hmm. they could do whatever they want. Like, yeah. they're, they have a hell of a setup. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Paul, thank you for your uh, time today on the show. Uh, appreciate it. We still have a set of a uh, pair of EnduroCross tickets to give away. And thanks to, for, for ProTaper for coming on all year, man. It's been fun. So uh, it's yeah, been a good sure. time. Thanks. Hopefully it's worked out well for you. Thanks for your, your insight and uh, your knowledge and everything else, man. Thank you. All right. All right. See you. I'll see you. Uh, Paul Parabinos, everybody, uh, on the show. Coming up with Jason Thomas and uh, Jason Wygant. Uh, let's get to some more calls, though. Houston, what's up, man? How are you? So... My question is, is over here, don't they have to use the same frame all, like, all year throughout the series? Um, no, I mean, they got to use a production frame, but not the same frame. No, they can change frames yeah. out as much as they want, but it has to be production. Okay. I was just curious. I, I couldn't remember if they were to keep the same frame or not. But yeah. yeah, that answers the question. Yep. Same frame, but they can change it out as much as they want. So thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, let's get to Zeke. Zeke, what's up, bro? 
You there? Yeah, what's up? Uh, I just have a comment about the, the GP riders compared to the U.S. riders. Yep. Um, I hate to say it, but I think the time has finally come where the U.S. riders are supercross riders and uh, the, those GP guys, those are motocross specialists. Our guys just aren't uh, real involved with motocross, it doesn't seem like. They're just more concerned about supercross and they just want to get through the motocross season. I mean, I can't, I can't argue with you. You know what I mean? I can't say you're wrong. Um, you know, I mean, but don't you feel, don't you feel Zeke that Eli Tomac is the best rider in the world, or at least top three indoors, out, whatever you want, whatever you want to say. Uh, if you if you combine both of them, Eli is definitely the best. I would say. Okay, so there, so you know, I mean, so there's a the, the, an American rider is one of the best riders in the world without a doubt. So you know, I know what you're saying, now, now but. What if- what if uh, those GP guys this weekend, they just run the field on us and go top five? Then what? Mm, well, they won't. There's no way. Eli would have to break or crash, you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, hey, in, 19, in 1991, uh, Eric Boris came and beat, uh, beat Ricky Johnson, beat Jeff Ward and everybody at Glen Helen. He just came over and beat him. He went 2-1 or 3-1 for the overall. So it's happened. You know what I mean? It's not like the end of the world came. Or anything. Uh, Yves DeMario won Bud's Creek one year over a bunch of American racers like LaRocco and these guys. So, you know, it happens. Yeah, I'll see what happens. I'm rooting for Eli and AC. Yeah, uh, not a bad idea. I can see them both winning. So, thanks, man. Appreciate it, Zeke. See ya. All right, uh, let's get to our – still got some calls on hold. We'll get to you. 702-586-7857, giving away a Fly Racing F2 helmet with MIPS. Uh, still to a lucky caller, and uh, so we'll, we'll get to you guys uh, right away, but let's get to our, our two guests. First up, uh, he's my boss at RacerX Online. His name is Jason Wygan. What's up, Weege? Yeah. What's happening? Man, these are tough times. These are tough times. People are freaking out. I yeah. think you and I tried to not be too passionate about it, and I think we end up with this major disconnect um, where we're trying to just yeah, you know, try to just think rationally through this, but that's not what happens when you get to USA versus the world. So no, I don't know. We're 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 not doing this right. Uh, we also, keep missing the point. <laughs> also, there from uh, from Fly Racing, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? Well, I don't know that Mathis is on that plan because first thing he says when the show opens is that Hurlings took an SHIT on American Motocross. So I think uh, Davey Coombs would like to have a word with you. For he one. he did. He won. Won one. Boom. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 okay. I'm obviously kidding. Uh, as I said to that previous caller, Europe, Erica Bors has won a USGP before and, and used the Mario and it happens. Um, so whatever. Yeah. It is funny though, to hear these guys on, on social media and, and, and Twitter and everything else and make a judge. But first up, let's get to the bigger question. I'll talk, I'll start with you. Weege first. Um, do we need a USGP in America every year? How do you feel about them being back? How did you feel when they were gone? Uh, if they were back where they were in the 1980s, uh, and every it was just a thing that every team and rider did, uh, you knew they were going to ride one in, in some class. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're really cool then. Um, but if they're not going to be that, you know, if they became what they became in the 90s, and I don't even know if there were ones in the 2000s where a few dudes showed up here and there, but it was basically just a Grand Prix held in America just to say they did it, uh, then that's not needed. So right now we're kind of halfway in between. We got mm-hmm. a couple of guys racing. They're big names, you know, Tomac Webb, Barsha. That's cool. But um, if it went all the way back to the way it used to be, where they all race one of them, then I think we need it. If not, then uh, I don't know. JT, what about you? What do you? How do you feel about them coming over? And, and we're having one now, and they were gone for a while, and no one. I gotta admit, I don't think anybody missed them. Nobody was saying, "Hey, let's get a USGP over here," you know. But uh, what do you think? I think it's cool um, for the fans. I think it's great, and for you know the passionate group of us. I think it's awesome because look at just look how much it, you know controversy it's stirred up just in the last month. I mean, you know, it's it's basically like having uh, many motocross of nations a couple times a year on U.S. soil. So um, I'm all for it. Uh, the only question mark I have as far as longevity and actually making it work is for the promoter side. Um, it just seems like it's yeah. kind of a kind of a loss every time, and or at least a wash. And uh, it, it feels like it's a big risk on the promoter side. Um, but as far as the fans, pff, what's not to love? Why do you think JT they don't show up? Uh, Charlotte had about four thousand. Not bad, um, mm-hmm. not great. Glenn Helen is a, is been terrible. 
I don't know about this weekend. We'll, we'll talk next week about that. But why haven't the fans showed up? Uh, I just think it's a lack of general knowledge on the, the MXGP riders in mass. Mm-hmm. Um, they know they know who Cairoli is. They know who you know. They know who Hurlings is, especially now. Uh, but comparatively to their familiarity with American motocross riders, it's very low. So if you went up and asked them who a guy like uh, Jessiconis or, you know, any of the mid-level guys that are, you know, and, and Jessiconis has finished in the top five this year and almost won, but they're not going to have any idea who that is. So you just don't get that general interest. Um, and and for the fan to go spend, you know, for a pit pass and entry pass, it's it's $90 this weekend. Um, I think that's that's tough for people to swallow if you're taking your family there. You know, if it's four or yeah. five hundred bucks for a family to get in, that's it's difficult. And I'm not saying it's not worth it. I'm just saying if you're looking at looking for reasons why mm-hmm. people you know aren't showing up in droves, yeah. that's that's a that's a big spend. Weege, but uh, for sure, a percentage of the people that show up this weekend have uh, have uh, the promoters have Jeffrey Hurlings to thank. I think he will drive some ticket sales. He will drive some people to show up at WWE Ranch this weekend. Do you agree? Oh, absolutely. That's the best advertisement this event um, could have ever had. And that's why in, in the Carlsbad days, in the Unadilla days, that's why these races were awesome, because it really was the best against the best. But um, I think, honestly, once the United States started winning most of them and started winning motocross of nations a lot, um, I think the, the ship had somewhat sailed, and American fans were pretty much like, yeah, I'm pretty much seeing who I assume would be the best guys every week anyway, so those are the guys I pay attention to. Mm-hmm. And we try, like, we put the GP race report on the site every Monday after the race, and it just doesn't get a lot of interest. It doesn't. If we put an interview with a GP guy, besides Hurlings, mm-hmm. because Hurlings is so controversial, any interview with any other GP guy, people just don't click on it. Yeah. Um, I kind of say it's like, listen, dude, it's just soccer versus American football. It's just yeah. you cannot make the American fans uh, into it. But if you did bring all the American riders in and had them race it, uh, then they would be on fire. Have you calmed down yet about Hurlings, Weege? Have you calmed down? Or I don't know. I'm trying to figure out. If you're the one insane person, if you're the one person that thinks you're not crazy and everyone around you is, does that mean you're crazy? Am I crazy? <laughs> I don't understand. Like, I don't understand. The dude came in completely unfamiliar with everything. Here we go. Went 1-1, last to first, and was way out in front of practice, and now I have people saying, like, ah, whatever. <laughs> not a big deal. All you right. did something no one's ever done before. Why is that not a big deal? Am I missing something? Well, Tortelli did it. Dude, he did it the first race of the year. I mean, Bale first did it. First national of the year. How many weirdo results have we seen at the first national of the year? Bale did it. Yeah, he went He went 1-2. Okay. But I don't think anyone was like, oh, my God, Bale owned those guys. He did win the overall. All right. But this was – I don't understand. JT, I feel like there's something JT, clearly we got our answer about this. <laughs> We got our answer. He's still very excited. He's still he yeah. <laughs> I, I am waiting for any for him any second to announce that he's uh, he's not going to the truck pole and he's coming to USGP. <laughs> I think I think her, uh, Anton and Weege will immediately go to MX Vice for 2018 and beyond. I think Anton's moving to Europe at any moment. <laughs> um, yeah, Anton, I think was looking to just get on the back, get on the back of the bike, and just ride it. Right. He just ride it straight over. Um, Look, I, I don't understand why he was when he was four seconds up on everybody for most of practice, which is a gap we had pretty much never seen ever. I don't understand why. Why are we downplaying that? I don't get it. Okay. All right. JT, do you have any answers? Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, he was like. He was three seconds, and then Tomac went to 1.9. I, I mean, yeah, I, I guess at some point he was four seconds. I think he might be uh, might be exaggerating that one a bit. But, uh, I mean, he, no, was, it was he was – It was four until uh, the, the late heater, and then only got him within, like you said, 1.9, which is a much bigger gap than usual. But I suppose that's just a regular deal. That's just – that's nothing. <laughs> I suppose that's just nothing. I, I'm not saying really- Hurling's – He's going to win every race for the rest of his career, and he might not even win this weekend. But I, I don't see the point in downplaying what was a spectacular. He was weekend. really good. I, I'm not downplaying at all. He was he was really, 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 really good. And if he goes out and he stomps everyone um, again, including Tomac and everyone, I, I mean, we're on to something. But I, I've watched every MXGP at this point, and he's great. Don't get me wrong. He is really good. But I, even the la- their last round in Sweden, I mean, he was good, but he wasn't like why you know night and day better than those guys so i mean maybe tomac goes out and gets eighth this weekend because that's 
from what I saw of Hurlings in Indiana, that's kind of where he would have been in Sweden if, if all things were equal. So I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to make of any of it because none of it makes sense, really. I mean, if you look at – Scotty, you've got to take the results in a vacuum. You no, take you the, yes, oh, you do. God, this is a vacuum. No, you don't. Okay. No, you don't. Um, if you look at Eli's results last year, then you look at how Hurlings is doing and done in the GPs. He, he's great. He's won lately, but he's not killing anybody. Like he's always been as good as him. Geiser won and you know was basically ran away from everybody in Sweden in the moto I watched. Uh, and then Hurlings destroys everyone in Indiana. None of that really computes. Just like um, you know, I read something that Jason Wygant will have written here soon. Um, it doesn't make any sense. None of it adds up to the right results of what you can really point to logic. So I don't know, man. I I, I want to say Tomac's going to be right in the mix, and I want to say Hurling's going to be right, you know, battling for a mm-hmm. win just like he has been lately. I don't think he's going to go out and beat everybody by 30 seconds. I don't think that's going to happen because that's not what we've seen all season from him. Um, yeah, let's let's delve into that a little bit. First, let's start with, uh, with MXGP. Um, Weed, you asked us for the three-on-three thing about what was going to happen, and, and I was talking to Parabinos before I got to you two guys. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I'm, I can build a case in my mind for Eli Tomac with no pressure sweeping this thing, and just like he did the two MXGPs last year. He didn't have to beat, beat Hurlings, but he had to beat everybody else. Um, I can make a case for that in my mind, absolutely. Uh, I can make a case for Hurlings winning off of Indiana confidence and knowing he's got these guys covered and, and everything else. And then Geyser won you know, just last week, and, and Caroli has got the 100-point lead for a reason. So, I mean, Weege, what do you think is going to happen? What would you bet? I know you're not a betting man. We know you don't throw money around loosely. We know this. But what would you bet on happening? What do you think? Uh, if I had to bet... I think I would still pick Tomac. I think I would still pick Tomac because I just feel there's a variety of variables. Anything can happen. But it's a little more of a controlled environment for him. Not that he's ever raced this track before, but even just the weather and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still I would still go that way. I do feel like him winning those four GP motos last year has been completely and totally either forgotten about or discredited or something. Um and maybe that's because, like we're saying, these GPs don't draw the buzz that maybe they should. So him winning those four motos last year, let's put it this way. No American website put TOMAC in all caps and exclamation points and then put out social media <laughs> posts saying TOMAC's four moto sweep last year shows how we own the sport, we dominate the sport. We, 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 us, us, us. No one really did that. No. I think people forgot Yeah. that he did race this essentially event last year. Yeah. Anyone, no problem. Yeah, I, I said that on Twitter this week to a few people. Like, calm down. It was less. It was a year ago that Eli Tomac was untouchable. So, um, I, what do you think, JT? What do you? What would you bet on happening? Splitting a motos, Tomac winning, Geyser, Fabra. Yeah, I think we're gonna get a surprise. I think uh, I think Geyser's gonna be. I think Geyser's gonna win a moto, and nobody's been talking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we've texted privately a little bit, a bit about it. And uh, man, he's been good. Like he was the points leader when he got hurt after six rounds. He won the first moto in Sweden by ten seconds. The last their last round. Uh, I think he's coming in under the radar with all this hurlings and Tomac talk, and I think he's gonna win at least a moto. Um, I think Tom, I, I think Hurlings is going to be fantastic too, um, but I, I just feel like uh, you know Febra has been better than he was lately as well. Uh, I think he won the overall actually in Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think it's going to be much more of a mixed bag than we're than we're pointing to two guys in a showdown. I just don't think that's the way. It's, that's not how it's been over there in their races. It's been all over the place, and I think it'll be that way in, in Florida as well. Yeah, guys are just went in Sweden. He just went one two. You know, uh, right. and Fabra finally won a moto, so he's turning it around a little bit. Um, and, and yeah, so it's going to be, it's gonna be and, and don't, and again, no one is counting out Caroli, but the dude's an animal. He's in such yeah. good shape. He can yeah. just do the consistent lap times along with having blazing speed. You know, yeah, so. I just think there's been such a, you know, such a storyline built around a Hurlings Tomac showdown, and that's mm-hmm. all there is. But right. I just don't, I don't see it that way. I think there's going to be all kinds of guys in the mix, and honestly, I think there's going to be a lot of people there at the race and watching uh, online, going, "Who are these guys? Right. Like, who, what's, where are Hurlings and Tomac, and who is that guy, and where the hell is Slovenia?" And why is that guy six foot eight inches tall on a Suzuki? Right. Why right. is he riding an RM85 out there? Right. Um, Weege, what do you think about uh, um, Cooper Webb this weekend? He's on the 18. Uh, we, you know, Paul and I 
ran up. We talked for 15 minutes and didn't even mention his name. Where are we at with Cooper Webb? I, I cannot understand this at all. I, here's one of the strangest things ever, right? So Cooper Webb, for two years on a 250, was good enough to be a prime candidate to race a 450 for Team USA right. the nation. And then now that he is a full-time 450 rider, I, I think he didn't want to go anyway. But it wasn't like people were batting his name around much as, oh, man, we're so screwed. Like, yeah. Baggett and Tomac not going, that hurts. No one was saying, we're screwed now. Webb doesn't want to go. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what to make of it. And I know that we most of the time point fingers at the bike. But that is the same bike that he, you know, almost beat Febra on at uh, Glen Helen two years ago. So it's just weird. Um, something's got to give here. Something's got to change. Cooper Webb is too good to have a season this bad. I think he's kind of gotten off the hook easy, by the way. Um, if you told someone at the end of last year that in Cooper Webb's first full 450 season, he'll race most of the races and have one podium finish all year, would everybody be like, ah, yeah, that's fine? No, Senior. no, no, we would no. not. We would not say that. No. So this is a real pivotal thing because I think the bike has been able to take a lot of the heat, but that excuse is about to be stripped away. I know it's early, maybe in the testing grounds for this bike, but he goes out and does what he's done all year again. Ooh, that's going to stink. So I think, I don't know if that motivates him or not. I think it's a big race for him. So maybe that, maybe that motivates him and he puts it on the box because he, he really needs to. Yeah. I think we just a big race for Barsha too. Doesn't have a ride probably in his well, last race. The biggest race for him. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. nothing is bigger than not having a, a contract. At least Webb has that. Yeah. Yeah. So Barsha is going to want to send it, you know, and really hang it out. And who knows? I don't see a ride for him in MXGP, but maybe there's something, you know, you never know. So. Um, it's a big race for him, too. I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 Show presented by Pro Taper, Get, and Truck Hero, folks. JT, MX2, Paul and I seem to think AC's got this. Uh, Savachi's racing now. Hill, Harrison, Justin Cooper, RJ Hampshire, Chase Sexton will be there. Of course, Sewer and Jonas going at it. But I, I, I like AC right now, and as do Paul, and I imagine you do, too. Yeah, I like the USA guys uh, for a number of reasons. Um, I, I think experience is on their side, uh, especially being in Florida, being in the heat. Um, I think we're going to be dealing with some rain this weekend, so that could change things dramatically. Oh. Um, you want to tell Weege uh, about, about the weather coming yeah, up? Yeah, well, we're dealing, we're dealing with this hurricane, and Florida's afternoon pattern is rain every day. So I know Weege hates this, but we also don't run nationals in Florida either. So. Um, if there's one thing you can, two things you can count on in Florida summer, it's being really hot and then a lot of rain in the afternoon. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but over a two day event with the way the hurricane is and that much moisture in the air, I would be shocked if we don't have some rain over the weekend. But, um, I, uh, I also like, you know, the fact that the USA guys are, um, 23 and, you know, over, we have a lot of guys with experience, you know, so those guys are basically have been under hurling stumb, you know, for every year. Uh, every guy every guy that's really won the championship has moved up. So you have a lot of guys that aren't really uh I don't want to say on the same level, but they haven't been doing this quite as long as uh some of our USA guys have. Well, JT, you're not you're not really confident in Thomas Cummington's uh, 450 MX uh, uh skills in the MXDN um coming up and I'm 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 kind of with you on that. What does he have to do this weekend for you to be impressed in MX2? For, what, can, if he gets on the box or wins a moto, are you going to be? Will you be less worried? It's not. It's not an ability thing with him. Um, I, we've seen him win, you know. Uh, so it's. I don't know that he could really do anything that's not going to still have me worried going into motocross the nations. It's the inconsistency that has me worried because just like you said, you have no idea what he's going to do. No. If he's going to be first, third, or 12th, um, you kind of just shrug your shoulders and say, okay, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a race like motocross the nations on a bike, he's never raced before and pressure, a pressure situation where he, which he's never experienced before that usually doesn't bode very well. So that's really my concern. His ability on it, the MX two class or the ability to perform, uh, that's not really it. It's, it's more about the situation. We RJ Hampshire, I think will be really, really good this weekend. Uh, he's been at WW ranch before. Uh, I talked to wind current a little bit about it. Um, he's been there before. He's, uh, got good starts for the most part. He's kind of coming on. He didn't have a full grind of us, uh, motocross. I like RJ to be right up there. Yeah, if I don't pick AC, that's my second pick because, especially in these one-off races, man, it's all about figuring out how motivated is the guy. Is he coming because he has to? Is he burned out? 
or is he coming because he wants to? And I think for Sexton and Hampshire, they're coming because they barely got to race this year. Mm-hmm. And they both can say, like, man, I was just figuring out at the end of the year I was battling for podiums or, or maybe I, I was taking steps toward a win, and now it's over. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep that lightning in the bottle. So for Hampshire, you know, Sexton is a, a year or so behind him in experience and all. So I put Hampshire ahead of him, and I would not be surprised at all to see Hampshire win a moto this weekend. I mean, I think the pieces are there yeah. um, to get it done. It's not quite as sure a bet as AC, who's literally been doing it the last two weeks at the Nationals, but Hampshire's been in that mix Yep. With, um, last five or six rounds. With AC, Savachi, Hampshire, Sexton, Harrison, Cooper there, JT, I don't I don't know how Sewer and Jonas are going to do. They're, they're great riders, but I think this is going to be a, a red, white, and blue uh, run to the uh, to the top five here. Yeah, I, I mean, for for the for the MX2 class, I yeah, I mean yep. for for USGP, I think we win. For motocross the nations, I think Zach wins. So I across the board for any event, I like mm-hmm. uh, I like a Cinemax too. All right, let's uh, let's get some phone calls before we wrap this thing up with uh, Wygant and JT. Uh, first up is uh, Justin. What's up, Justin? You want to talk about the heat? Yeah, I um, JT kind of touched on it there a little bit, but. Uh, I'm from the southeast here, and uh, I ride pretty often and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, Florida is a different animal. And uh, these a lot of these American riders train there and experience this year-round. And a lot of these GP guys, I mean, like I said, they're all athletes and whatnot. But how do you think that that's going to play well, the guys let me, from the GP let me ask you this. coming over here? Let me ask, how hard are we talking? Seriously, it's September. So what are we talking? 90. I mean, oh, you're, oh my God! It's it's gonna. Last time I looked, I think it was gonna be like mid nineties, and if you if okay. you're in Florida, you're yeah, guaranteed yeah. like almost a hundred percent humidity. Yeah, mid nineties is tough with humidity in Florida. <laughs> September is no different than August when you're talking about Florida. Okay. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. No, that'll be pretty gnarly. So um, that could be an issue for sure. We've seen Hurlings have problems in heat. He's admitted it. He's he's come out and said it a few times. So, um, thanks, Justin. Appreciate it, man. Uh, let's get to uh, uh, let's get to Sean. Sean, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on? Um, after Hangtown this year, I thought I heard you guys make some comments about possibly the facility changing for next year, but I haven't really no. heard anything since then. I, I wouldn't have said uh, that uh, either. I, I never heard that. No idea. I think Hangtown's on. Yeah. JT Weege, anybody? No. Uh, there's there's some validity to that. Oh, um, there is. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. Oh. Yeah. I don't I don't know that it's going to be for 2018, but I know they're uh, the dirt diggers there have a new piece of property, and uh, they were walking around the pit party on Thursday and and over the weekend with uh, basically the layout and pictures and all kinds of stuff. They're they're actively building a new property. You know, oh. whether whatever happens with the national, I don't know. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, there's definitely something to that. Oh, there you go. There is something to that. Thanks, man. Uh, yep. Yep. Thank you. Oh, who knew? JT with the scoop on that. Mark, what's going on, man? You want to talk about the Alta? Yeah, I'm wondering. Uh, first, I want to know what kind of tequila you had with uh, chicken and Denny. Um, I don't know. I don't know what it was, man. Whatever Pookie it wasn't, had. It was not like pet. Uh, it wasn't Patron. Cabo? Patron. No, it wasn't Cabo either. No. Oh, I'm I'm disappointed. Um, th- sorry. I just wondered how long how long till we see uh, Altas in the MXGPs. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know the Alta stuff. The guys, Chris Kiefer, of course, works with those guys pretty closely. Uh, batteries under under a really good rider. I've heard the battery drains fast. It really affects performance. Um, so I don't know about racing uh, MX2 30 plus 2 right now with the battery technology they have. Um, right. Yeah, they've, when they've had some guys, you know, really good guys get on it, it 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 uh, it doesn't hold up necessarily for 30 plus 2, and it takes a while to charge back up. So I guess I got to figure out the battery tech right now before they do anything, Mark, on that. So well, hopefully, hopefully soon. Yeah, it will be at the Red Bull Straight Rhythm. I think it's Durham's going to race Geneva Supercross on it, also. So it'll be out there. Cool. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I think it won't be long before we we see those guys uh, going on. Brian, what's going? On? What's happening? How are you? Good, man. How you doing? Good. What's going on? Uh, comment for you and a question for JT. Okay. Still there. Uh, start with the comment. Uh, show three hundred nine, man. That was classic. 
Uh, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. It was great. Chicken and Danny. I think I laughed my ass off the whole show, man. That was good yeah, stuff. chicken is, uh, I don't know how chicken gets through day-to-day life, but it's awesome. Oh, I it's, know, man. Yeah, they yep. sound like uh, it'd be awesome to hang out with, for sure. All right, question? For uh, JT, um, my kid's helmet. He's got a, say it rhymes with schmocks. It's uh, the V3 helmet. Uh-huh. And uh, it always seems like the chin strap's coming loose. I mean, he's he's three and a half. He's almost four. It'll be four in October. So, I mean, he's starting to rip around pretty good on his PW50. And every time I he, like, stops and I check him, like, his helmet's, like, the strap's loose. Hmm. Is that a common problem with young kids and uh, the smaller helmets? Um, I hate commenting on other companies' products, for sure. That's, yeah, yeah. You know, difficult. Sure. Um, sure I haven't seen it helmet, very often. But, you know. Does it have the the clip on the strap where you can uh, basically no, lock the? It, yeah, 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 the red button. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about that, and I do it, and it like goes to the point where it won't go anymore, but it's not as tight as it was when huh. I first put it on. Yeah, I, that's a new one for me. I haven't run into that very often. Um, I mean, I haven't heard of that even with with that company's particular product either. It could be just a one off problem, um, but that's definitely and something. You know, you wanna... like the piece that's on the strap. I always make sure that that's like you know set right. You know, where it's not like bunched in there, and maybe that's why it's coming loose. Yeah, I, I you know that yeah, like I, softer piece on the right, strap. Thanks. You know, yeah. JT, go I ahead. can't really tell you what's wrong with it for sure. I definitely would make sure that you get a fix for it, though, because uh, that's one thing I see kids doing all the time. Is they put helmets on and they think they're safe, but if that thing's not secure and yeah, yeah, that's, uh, a that's crash that thing flies off, I mean, it's like not even wearing around a couple cool. times. Hey, thanks, and, yeah. uh, thanks, Brian. We got to run. Thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Last call on the show is uh, Toby. What's up, Toby? Hey, what's up, man? Just got done listening to that Colt show. Got to say, one of the greats, man. It was really good to see here Denny and Chicken in there just kind of BSing about the old days. Yeah, it was amazing. Chicken made it the whole show. Near the, He was fading the last hour, for sure. He was looking around, <laughs> yeah. and he was on his phone quite a bit. I wish, but... I wish you let him go a little more. There's a couple times where he kind of cut him off and got to, you know, I know you got to spur around and yeah. things to get in, but... Yeah, you need to try to get them old timers back in there, man. It's it's really it's cool we'll, to do that. We'll work on I that. I wanted to say that uh, I totally kind of have to agree with Denny about Tomac kind of feeling like it's his duty to run MX admissions for his country. You know, him, he brought up a lot of good points about their schedule was just as gnarly back in the day, and people were fighting over it to get, you know to run for their country. It's just kind of weird how times change. And, yeah. Um, priorities change. It seems like they're all about the money now. And well, I don't. It's I don't think it's the money with Tomac. I just think that uh, he doesn't want to do it. I think it doesn't matter how much money is in it for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, you he can't just, blame him. You, I guess you can't. Uh, hey, Toby, uh, stay on the line. You you win the fly race in F two carbon helmet. Oh, for real? Awesome, yeah. man. Thank you. No worries. Thanks. Stay on the line, buddy, and uh, we'll get your information. The last fly race in Moto sixty show of the year. Before we go, uh, Weege. Something we need to touch on before we go. Uh, real quickly, 2018 450MX, Zach Osborne is running it. He is not going to defend his title in 250s. Can he, can he win races? It's so hard to say because this is a new Zach Osborne. Like this Zach Osborne we saw this year, I, I really can't put anything past him. I really shouldn't doubt him uh, at all. I mean, I feel like he was just as effective as any other previous 250 champ, so... We expected them to win races. Um, I, I, it's just so weird, this this climb he made this year, this extra, like, 8% faster and better that he got, which hardly anyone is able to do at this level. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes it really hard to predict. Because if you said this two years ago, Zach, he'd be like, eh, maybe not. But yeah. I, I can't put anything past him now, especially not outdoors. Yeah. No, definitely he can win a race. And it goes to, but it goes back to the web thing, where we all would have bet on web doing it, and he got one podium. You know what I mean? So... I don't know. JT, what do you think? Yeah. Zach, Zach Osborne, race winner? Uh, I can't rule it out. I mean, if you look at this year, Justin Bogle won uh, two motos and an overall. So that's enough proof for me right there. Yeah, yeah, no, well said. Uh, Weege, JT, thanks to both of you. Really appreciate it for the time. Uh, JT, we'll see you this weekend. Weege, you are cr- calling a, uh, a monster truck race or something? Yeah, yeah. Red Bull TV. Watch us on Sunday afternoon, although I think it's the exact same time as the GP, so maybe not. <laughs> we will not be watching that. Yeah, it'll be me and RJ in the booth, though. You oh. want to talk to nations? You want to talk to it for a country? Sure, yeah, RJ. We'll like, be more we like than glad. Mur- 
We like motorcycles, Weech. Yeah, we, we like bikes. We like Starbucks. Uh, I'm, I'm there for RJ. That's why I'm there, I swear. <laughs> All right, we, thanks. We, we know why you're there. It's not for RJ. Yes, exactly, Bull. Yeah, yes. it's not for uh, Red Bull. It's for Green Bass. <laughs> right, yes. exactly. Yeah. All right, thanks, Weech. Yeah. Uh, thank you, JT. Appreciate it. Thanks, yeah. buddy. Uh, that is, that's a wrap, everybody. Fly Race and Moto 60 Show for the year. Tits. Yeah. Fantastic performance all year long, except for those shows you didn't show up for. Well, I'll take that. Thank you. Thanks to JT. Thanks to Weege. Thanks to Paul Parabinos. Thanks to you guys. We still have a pair of tickets for... Uh, Reno. 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 Nobody wants Reno. Uh, thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. See ya. I was born in